Thank you, Sanctuary Choir, for such a beautiful prayer. Many gifts, one spirit. Make us one God. Dr. King said, Jesus gave us a new norm of greatness. If you want to be important, wonderful. If you want to be recognized, wonderful. If you want to be great, Wonderful, but recognize that the one who is greatest among you shall be your servant. That's a new definition of greatness. The thing that I like about it, by giving that definition of greatness, means that everybody can be great. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. Your subject and your verb don't have to agree in order to serve. You don't have to know Plato and Aristotle to serve. You don't have to know Einstein's theory of relativity to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics and physics to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. And you can be that servant. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians says, not only can you be that servant, you are called and uniquely equipped to be that servant. Let me give you a little backstory on the church at Corinth. You see, Corinth was a city that was colonized by people who had been freed from slavery. They understood what it meant to have power and what it meant not to have power. They understood what it meant to be able to come and go as you please. And they understood being put in your place. They were people of every hue spoke different languages, sang different songs, were every age, had different abilities. I guess you could say they were a people of many flavors. Yet, they had a couple of things in common. They understood oppression, and they wanted to be a part of that radically inclusive movement of Jesus. That sounds kind of familiar. Hmm. From the scripture we read today, it, it seems to me that they are suffering from oppression sickness. Oppression sickness happens when uh, people who have been oppressed begin to act like their oppressors. Like Reverend Troy said last week, they had begun to set up hierarchies and determine which spiritual gifts were greater, meaning which people were more important than others. In essence, they were saying those with began telling those without, stay in your place. I can see Paul shaking his head as he hears of this nonsense. He had to be thinking, I am certain I told them that no gift is greater than another because all of them, all of them have been given by God. So how in the world can one be lesser than another? All 
have been baptized in the Spirit. Now, for clarity's sake, Paul is not talking about a water baptism here. He is talking about a baptism in the Spirit. Now, there is a difference between being baptized by the Spirit and being baptized in the Spirit. Being baptized in the Spirit, it's not a second-level experience that happens to a Spirit-filled group of people who already are within the church, but it is something that happens to everyone by virtue of being a part of the body of believers. A spiritual baptism recognizes exactly who we are, uniquely and wonderfully made, perfect in our imperfection, with our own innate abilities through which God's spirit indwells through us and goes out into the world. Each one of us is equipped. And you know, it's, it's more than that. Each one of us is designed to show God's differently in this world. Paul had to be thinking as he sat down to write this letter to the church in Corinth. I think I need to break this down to them as if they were a five-year-old. He says, we are one body. We have different parts, but it takes all of us. All of us being fully us, working together in concert to bring about the dominion of God. We need the diversity of gifts that God has shared across this congregation to be a whole and complete body of Christ. Paul is saying being a member of the body of Christ is not about pretending to be an ear when you're an actually an eye because we need both of them. He's saying it's, it's not about fitting in. It's about loving each other just as we are. It is about belonging to each other. It is the diff- and there is a difference between, uh, just as there is a difference between being baptized in the Spirit and by the Spirit, there is also a difference between fitting in and belonging. Most of us use those words interchangeably, but I don't know if it's true for you. But I used to be really, really good at fitting in. At an early age, I learned to fit in. You see, and this may come as a surprise to some, I grew up as a little black girl. who happened to be same-gender-loving in a predominantly Anglo city in southeast Texas in the 1960s. I learned to fit in to survive. I learned early how to work for approval and acceptance. I learned what to wear. I learned what to talk about if to talk at all, and how to make other people happy. What not to mention, as I chameleoned my way through the day, through the year, through the decades, I wasn't me. 
And when you aren't being your authentic self, you can't learn self-love. And if you can't love yourself, you can't love anybody else. So what I've, I've learned in is that fitting in gets in the way to the very thing which we are searching for, belonging. Fitting in is about assessing a situation and becoming who you need to be in order to be accepted. Belonging, on the other hand, doesn't require us to change who we are. It requires us to be who we are, fully. I'll share with you what Brene Brown says are three truths that she has learned about love and belonging. One, love and belonging will always be uncertain. Even though connection and relationship are the most critical components of life, we simply cannot accurately measure either of them. Relational concepts don't translate into bubbled-in answers. Relationship and connection happen in an indefinable space between people, a space that can never be fully described. Two, she says, love belongs with belonging. I can't separate concepts of love and belonging because when people speak of one, they also talk about the other. When emotions and experiences are so tightly woven together in people's stories that they can't speak about one or the other, it is not an accidental entanglement. It is an intentional knot. Love belongs with belonging. And three, a deep sense of love and belonging is an irreducible need of all people. We are biologically, cognitively, physically, and spiritually wired to love, to be loved, to belong. And when these needs are not met, we fall apart. We break, we numb, we ache, we hurt others, we get sick. There are certainly other causes for illness and numbing and hurt, but the absence of love and belonging will always lead to suffering. Paul is trying to say, if we can grasp that we belong with each other when we join the body of Christ, we will be compelled to love one another. And all of this, who has a greater gift? Or why are they bringing that gift? Or this gift isn't my kind of gift, so I don't know if we really need this gift. All of this should disappear. Belonging is an innate human desire to be a part of something that is larger than ourselves. It's because of this yearning is so, so primal. We often try acquiring it by fitting in. 
by seeking approval, which are only hollow substitutes. Because true belonging only happens when we present our whole imperfect selves to the world. But our sense of belonging can never be greater than our sense of self-acceptance and self-love, which we can cultivate when we allow our most vulnerable and our most powerful selves to be deeply seen and known. And then when we honor the spiritual connection that grows from that offering with trust, respect, kindness, and affection. I want to tell you about an example of belonging. These two guys found their place here at Resurrection. It wasn't until they were in their 60s that they even walked through the door. But they liked what they saw, and they decided to belong. So they joined a home group. They offered their whole authentic, imperfect selves. They risk having their most vulnerable and powerful selves known. They risk sharing themselves deeply. They shared their sobriety stories. They shared their World War II stories. They shared their love stories. They shared their life stories. They risked being known first in their home group and then by others within this congregation. They would wave you over and say hello and begin a conversation. They would attend coffee talk in between 9 and 11 and they slowly began to make friends. They showed up at choir concerts and drag bingo and anniversary events. They shared their life's journey the good, the bad, the ugly, they opened themselves to love and to be loved, and they nurtured and grew relationships. That's the story of Joe Walls and Otto Koch. You see, love is not something that we give or get. It is something that we nurture and grow. It's a connection that can only be cultivated between people when love exists within. I share their story because it takes work to belong. And they did their work. It takes risk to belong, and they risked. It takes showing up fully as yourself to belong, and they showed up. Last night, Joe joined Otto in eternal life. And I know that many hearts here are heavy today. And that's because they belonged. It's because they loved. 
Each one of us has a purpose, has gifts that can help resurrection and each other to be whole, authentic body of Christ. We, together, can transform the world by offering the very diverse gifts that each one of us brings. You're not here by accident. You have a purpose in what resurrection is called to be and do for the dominion of God. It can be as simple as opening a door and offering a smile and saying welcome in our greeters ministry. It can be as simple as handing someone a bulletin with a smile and showing them to a seat in our ushers ministry. It can be as simple as praying for the needs of our community and our prayer ministry. It can be as simple as offering the stories of the Bible to our children once a month. It can be as simple as calling one of our elders a couple of times a week just to make sure they're okay. It can be as simple as joining a home group and getting to know people who can learn to lean on once or twice a month. All you have to do is decide to show up as your authentic self, offering the gifts God has already given each one of you, and you can belong. You and only you are the hands, feet, eyes, ears, nose, voice of God. You are important. You are recognized. You are great. And you can serve. Amen.